0: So you see that the father is pressing you to start looking at baptizing other people. It's an exciting time of life. And it's a time where God wants to grow you into a place where you can finally go and make disciples. You see, making disciples is an integral part of any believer's life and baptism is an important part of making disciples. Baptism is essential. It's the main tool that God gave us instrument, if you will, to get someone to die and be resurrected with Christ, just to basically be be, become part and take part in what Christ did for them physically through baptism, so they become a new creation, resurrected with him unto new life, so they can finally walk as he walked. And so baptism is important. And in this video, I'm going to give you simple, very practical instruction from the word on how to get someone baptized. What do you need to do? And I'm going to give it to you in six simple steps. It is if you follow these steps. You can go and you can baptize someone if, if you've been baptized yourself and you are filled with the spirit and you want to now go and you want to do the same. You nothing is keeping you back. No, you don't need to wait for a pastor to do it. You you don't even really need someone to teach you how you just need the Holy Spirit. He is your teacher and he can help you. So, you know, don't be afraid. Don't be nervous. Go ahead. And baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the first step in baptism that's important on how to baptize is that you need to explain to the person you're baptizing what this really entails. They need to understand that baptism is not just a, a, a quick fix into heaven or a, or just a, a little act that now I'm saved and, and that's what it... No, no, no. Baptism is so much more than, than simply that, and it actually uh, there's a requirement, a prerequisite before someone can go and get baptized for that baptism to be authentic, and that is repentance. And that the person must come in a state of repentance. They must come and say with this heart of father oh lord i i I give you my life lord you need to come and you need to change me lord you need to come and, and fill me with your spirit lord you need to come and lord oh i repent of all my sins all the things i did in the past you see they must come with that idea of this is a pinnacle point in their life where they will need to Repent and then turn away, which is part of repenting, is turning away from their sins. So it's not just about some work. And it's about actually having an action that is kind of going to start following this. So they need to come with this heart of repentance. Acts two, verse thirty eight. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So ideally, what I tell people is that, you know, they knew what what their biggest sins right now, there are things in their life that they know are big issues, whether it is an addiction, whether it is, you know, they're looking at pornography, you know, whether it is uh, whatever it is, uh, they're, they're liars, you know, they whatever, whatever sin they're struggling with or whatever thing of their past, you know, that's been holding them back. They need to come to this with God, to it with God. They need to come to God and say, Lord, I've got all these things right now. I'm, I'm right now. I'm going to give it to you. And so then as they enter the water and hit the water, those things, those sins and the past and the mistakes and all that stuff. We're going to leave in the water. The water is going to be the grave for the old man. That means all the sins and all the things of the past is going to stay in the water. So that's what we're explaining. And so this is, this doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to now place this entire Bible in front of him and say, well, every single one of those commandments, you need to make sure that you're 100 percent obedient. And, and that's it. Like, that's not what this is about. You know, God. Cause us to be sensitive to the person to be like, okay, well, this person comes out of, uh, you know, his atheism or where whatever his background is really bad background. He's got all kinds of issues. And like in Acts 15, we're going to give him to tell him to fix the most important things first. So we're going to tell him to, hey, stop with that addiction. Let's look at those the lying. Let's look at the stealing. Let's look at this stuff, the big stuff. We're not going to go and tell them, OK, well, you know, there's all these. There's hundreds and hundreds of commandments. And here you need to keep all these come No. That's not what it's about. When the Spirit comes in and indwells in them, the Spirit is going to change their heart and enable them to be obedient to God and to walk in holiness. So we don't need to push this massive thing on them. In Acts 15, we read. Acts fifteen verse 19, therefore my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols, sexual immorality, what has been strangled, and from blood. For from ancient generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he has read every Sabbath in the synagogues. So we read how, you know, the 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 apostles are giving these basic instructions. They're like, So don't trouble these guys with like massive all kinds of other things. But let's look at the big issues first, because look, these few instructions, sexual morality, abstaining from idols and and blood. Those are all things from the Torah. Those are all things from Leviticus, right? They're basically telling these people, um, let's look at these big issues, because those were the issues that these pagan Gentiles that these people in the Bible right here in this instance were facing. And so that's why the apostles are pointing these things out. Similarly, we will go and we will say, "Okay, brother, so now we're going to look at this and this and this. We're going to look at these specific things, these problems in your life, and we're going to tackle them first. And then in the next verse, we read that Moses was being read in the churches, right, in the synagogues every Sabbath. And that's where they will go to get the rest of the instruction. We will, in other words, When this person repents and, you know, gets baptized and all that, they're going to come into fellowship. They're going to come and they're going to see the error of their ways. They're going to start, you know, learning and and it takes a while. You're not going to place a burden on them. You're going to let them take their time and let the father and the spirit convict them to change the rest of their hearts as they hear the word of God. So after ensuring that the person repents and starts understanding, they need to turn from these sins. And and I I mean, they don't need to to turn and be completely perfect. You know, many people think that oh I need to be perfect. I need to be all cleaned up before I can get baptized. That's missing the point completely, because the purpose of baptism is to cleanse you. It's it's like it's like saying, I'm not going to go take a bath because I need to get cleaned first. The bath is what cleanses you. So. We we can encourage people, even if they're in are you know, they feel they're dirty. They feel they're not worthy. They feel these things. That's fine. As, As long as their hearts are before God and repentance stated, they want to change. They want to turn around. Then it's time to get baptized. The second step in baptism is to ensure that this person has forgiven others. This person needs to make sure that they are on a clean slate. They have a clean conscience. They don't have um, a grief with anyone there's no bitterness. There's no they're, they're at peace with all men. Jesus himself said that before you go to the temple to make your offering, make sure that you are first right with God, for if you are not what business do you have trying to come to plead with God for forgiveness if you don't forgive others first? So if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go first. Be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift In baptism. We offer a gift. We offer our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God. We come to the temple. In, the, in a way, because the spirit of God comes to indwell our temples. So we are basically coming and letting the spirit fill us. That means we need to make sure that we are right with people around us, where we are, we are forgiven. Everyone, we don't have bitterness in our heart. All right. That's the second step. The third step is that we make sure that we when we look at the water, that we do a full immersion. The word baptism in the Greek is actually baptizo. And it means to overwhelm or to make fully wet or immerse it. It's not simply a sprinkle, right? Baptism, the very word baptism, and it's word means full immersion. In other words, the person must be immersed fully into the water and come back up. That is the picture of being buried with Christ. He was put in the grave. Yeshua was immersed into the grave, right? He was put in the grave. He wasn't just kind of sprinkled, right? He he had the full inherited death and all that death offered. But he still overcame death. He's still overcome. And so in the same way, we can't die a little bit. We can't just sprinkle and that's kind of doing it halfway. We must be fully immersed and come up out of the water with him so that we can die and be raised with Christ. The fourth step is to make sure that you baptize them into Christ. So many have there are many debates surrounding which name to use. Do we baptize into the name of Jesus, into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Do we baptize into um, Yeshua or Yahweh or how what words do we use? If you want to find that out, please watch my video in What Name Do We Baptize, which I'm linking for you up here as well as in the description of this video but it is important that we understand that we are being bar- they are being buried with Christ they are being baptized into the authority of Jesus into Yeshua so that means that they're di- they're dying with him and being raised with him again into new life right so It's under its understanding that they are It's by the authority of Yeshua. It's not by me. It's not by um, someone, some person. It's not about that. This is about God doing the work. So according to the the instructions of Jesus or Yeshua and Matthew, as well as how looking at how the disciples did it in the book of Acts, uh, we need to baptize into the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit or into the name of Yeshua, which is the same. They are one God. Um, Please watch my teaching on that if you are unsure about which name to use. So then in number five, what we do is we finally dunk the person and we. So the person is is, goes under the water on their own faith. In other words, they need to understand this is they are making this decision. This is not dependent on my faith or going baptizing or it's not about that. They are coming before God. It's about them between them and God. We are something there to facilitate, but it's between them and God. They are coming on their own faith and they are saying, God, I die for you. I lay my self down for you. And they go down into the water and they come back up out of the water. And as soon as they come back out, you will go and you will pray over them. You will not go and just say, yay and go drink coffee. No, you will go and pray over them. You will go and say, Father, I thank you right now, Lord. We just speak to them, Lord. I just speak Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, fill them up, God. I thank you for freedom right now over them, Lord. Father, bring freedom, bring freedom, bring freedom. And you pray over them, you proclaim over them, you 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 speak whatever the father lies in your heart. And this is really a time of prophecy, speaking in tongues and prayer. This is a time where the spirit can really flow. And that's when people are filled with his spirit. That's when people are set free. That's oftentimes when we see demons manifest and all these things. But it doesn't happen if we just go. And oh, yea, when we go drink coffee, we must go. We must pray with this person. We must fill them then with the Spirit. We see in the book of Acts how they say, "Rise and be baptized for the washing away of your sins, and then so that you may be filled with the Holy Spirit." The Holy Spirit filling comes when we come and come to lay hands on the person as they come out of the water to pray for them. So. That is incredibly important and that's probably one of the most important parts. Of baptism besides for the person actually understanding what they're doing. Is that we pray over them and we speak over them and we encourage them and we prophesy. I mean I've I've seen amazing things where people came out of the water and someone came to pro- a believer, other believer prophesied over their life, uh, what they're gonna do, what, what their mission is gonna be, and things like that. And then we see those things fulfilled a few years later in that person's life, and it's amazing. It encourages and it builds up. And furthermore, we can really command these issues that this believer was struggling with you know whether it was lust or um, you know um, lying or whatever sins we can command those things to leave them as they come out of the water we need to understand that demons and the demonic and kingdom of darkness baptism is like the biggest weapon again they're so afraid about that because that's really like when they need to go when someone gets baptized because look a demon dwells Okay, in the flesh demon dwells in the flesh of man. Okay, the demon comes to try and and oppress the flesh and our flesh and all that. But see, when the flesh dies, when we die with Christ, the demon can't stay anymore because the demon doesn't dwell with a dead flesh anymore. The demon needs a living flesh to to dwell in. And so that's why um, demons have to go when someone is baptized, because it is a crucifixion of the flesh. It's a crucifixion of the person. The person is dying with Christ and demons just can't stay in that state if there is an understanding about baptism that's taking place. The understanding of what baptism is is very important because if, if people don't understand what it really means and you know it is actually a crucifixion with Christ, then oftentimes baptism is really powerless and you know if there is no true repentance, etc. It becomes really powerless and oftentimes demons just stay because um, they, the body doesn't the flesh doesn't really die. We don't we don't really die of Christ because we don't we just see it as some sprinkling of water and oh, no, it's an ordination into a church. And that's it. No, baptism is way more than that. If you want to see more on what baptism really is and what it, a bigger teaching on that, I encourage you to please watch my video on baptism on why Jesus got baptized, because if you understand why Jesus, Yeshua, had to get baptized, you will understand, well, you need to get baptized, too. And so the last step, last but not least, is to let the person understand The temptation of Yeshua. You see, when when Jesus left his baptism, he was immediately led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And as he entered the wilderness, Satan came to tempt him. I want to submit to you that this is a prophetic picture of what what we go through after baptism as well. I have seen it over and over and over again that those who get baptized are led by the Spirit into a wilderness... In life, right? A metaphorically speaking, a wilderness season where the enemy will come to tempt them. The enemy will come to yet again present them their past, the world that they came from before they were baptized. And ask them, are you sure that you want this? Still want this? Don't you want the world that you had? And he's going to try and make the person look in that rearview mirror to see that and to see whether they will look back at Sodom and Gomorrah or they would run towards God. And so we need to explain to people and then make sure not only explain, but disciple them, be hand in hand with them through this process or when the enemy comes. We will make sure that they have the bread of God inside of them and will not fall for the enemy's devices to to sell themselves yet again to the enemy. May God bless you and keep you. I'm linking all these other videos of of baptism in this video description. Please have a look at them too before you go and baptize so you have a full understanding. And go ahead. Go in boldness and confidence in who you are in Christ. And know that the Holy Spirit will guide you. Don't be too, don't stress about it. Relax and enjoy. Let freedom come. May God bless you. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.